0: A very good evening to everyone, to all of our viewers, this is Vance, your copy Vance here, back, that's right, as usual, before we start. You know, nowadays the weather is so crazy, so the coffee has been changed into a lot of water, so let's have a cup of water. I'm sure my guest speaker is also having his cup of coffee or water, so let's uh, get to know that in a while. But yes, today's topic is very important, it's about snoring and sleep apnea. Um, a lot of us have issue with sleeping, and it could be also be snoring. And uh, we are going to talk a lot about that in with our expert, which is Dr. Jeeva Kanagalingam, uh, ENT, uh, consulting ENT, head and neck surgeon. So please welcome Dr. Jeeva. Hi, Doc. Hi. How are, you, Pastor,
1: how are you, Thanks for having me on.
0: Thank you, sir. So are you having your cup of coffee or water in your end? Stand by.
1: Uh, it's it's water, Vance, because uh, okay. we want yeah. a good night's sleep tonight.
0: Yeah, that's <laughs> right. That's a topic today, Doc. Uh, thank you, Doctor, for joining me uh, at Kopi Events, and the topic, of course, it's very important to all our viewers and all over there. Um, but before we go on, Doc, can you just do a quick introduction of yourself, please?
1: Uh, yeah. So, Vance, I'm a, a ear, nose, and throat specialist. Uh, So I work um, in uh, Mount Elizabeth Novena Hospital in Singapore, as well as Glen Eagles Hospital. Um, And so I spend most of my time seeing uh, adults and children with ear, nose and throat conditions. And obviously, one of the the common things we see is uh, people with snoring issues. So, And I've been um, doing this for about 20 years.
0: Wow. Okay. So, uh, Doctor, I mean, um, you know, a lot of people right now, I mean... Before the pandemic or and right now I think um, a lot of us know uh, I think snoring is seems to be like a very common thing uh, only the poor spouses will know the other half yeah. how bad can it be but it also have affected uh, the other half as well because they can be sleepless night as well right yeah
1: no I think um, actually snoring is probably uh, underestimated as a cause of a lot of marital uh, unhappiness um, so okay. it, it obviously upsets the. Person you're sleeping with. Um, and sometimes it takes a long time before this is raised as an issue.
0: Yeah, doctor. So I think um, we will go into the topic, doc. I know we have some slides, and also we were engaged to ask us questions. The last 15 minutes, as usual, we will, you know, try to answer all these questions. But in the meantime, um, we're going to understand a lot of on the part of snoring and sleep apnea as well. Uh, doc, before we even go on, um, I did also a little bit of study before, you know, uh, not exactly for the MBBS, but before uh want well, to speak this topic, I, I, I noticed that, you know, the negative suction the pressure actually pulls the soft tissue in our mouth and the phrenics inwards the muscles. So, when I look at that, that motion, itself, is that could be one of the reasons why people snore because the airway is not going through?
1: Yeah. So, you know, one of the main reasons for snoring is that your airway is collapsing. So, you, if you have a uh, soft tissue collapsing in your airway, uh, that's what's generating the noise that causes the snoring. And, and you okay. know, we can, we'll start to talk about what, what bits flop and what bits collapse that cause uh, the snoring.
0: Can we dive into your slides, doctor? I know you have prepared uh, that for us. Thank you so much.
1: Yeah, no, sure. Uh, So, you know, I thought, uh, Vance, we we should just start by uh, talking to the audience about uh, why sleep is important. And, um, okay, okay, it's it's a busy slide, uh, you know, and obviously you you don't have to read everything, but I think um, one of the first things which is uh, important uh, for uh, in terms of sleep is actually Uh, how it helps us with learning and ensuring that what we learn goes into our our hard drive. So often if you see uh, people who try and learn a a task, if after they learn that task they have a good night's sleep, you find that they're able to perform and remember the task much better. And you know obviously this has a lot of implications in terms of kids, you know there's no point a child staying up late at night uh, trying to learn things if they don't then follow with a good night's sleep, because all that you've learned is is not going to go into your hard drive and memory. Um, The second thing is obviously mood. And and we all know that, right? I mean, you know, if you don't have a good night's sleep, the next day, you're moody, you're impatient, you're irritable, you know, you become an unpleasant person to work with. Um, So obviously, mood is highly dependent, uh, you know, on a good night's sleep. And then there are issues with Uh, metabolism and weight and and this is important Vance because um, often when you feel tired uh, what the body tends to interpret this as is that you lack sugar you lack calories Uh, so people who tend to have poor sleep tend to crave calories and so they tend to eat more and in in fact we know there is actually a, a hormone that sets your satiety center called leptin and, and we know if you don't have a good night's sleep, that uh, production of that hormones is, is disrupted and people tend to eat more. And, and so it's, it's very interesting. It's a vicious cycle, right? You don't sleep well, uh, you eat too much, you put on weight. Mm-hmm. And as a result, you know because of the weight, you snore and you don't sleep well as well. So it's a vicious cycle. Um, then there there's some sort of real sort of issues with poor sleep. One is obviously safety you know if you don't sleep well you're more likely to get involved in an accident you know if if you do a job uh, working a, a manual job in a factory handling equipment handling you know big machinery if you don't sleep well you're going to cause accidents um and then there are the two things which as doctors i'm most common i'm most commonly concerned about and one is the effect of poor sleep on your heart and health and and you know we'll, we'll come to talk about this about okay. how it affects other things about your health. And then yep. finally, uh, there is, other than just your heart and your health, there is this issue of poor sleep affecting your immune system. So, you know, that there is good evidence that your immune system doesn't function as well if you're sleep deprived. And I think commonly people kind of sort of say these things like, oh, you know, I've got a cold because I, you know, I'm tired or, you know, I- I've been working too hard and so I get a cold. And there is some truth in that.
0: Well, doctor, I mean, uh, we can see a lot of issues are just coming up just because of sleep. And I think uh, it's not something like a Cinderella who can sleep until the prince comes in uh, on a lighter side. But on a serious note, like what, Doc, doc you have said, um, blood pressure related to impact on the heart and your pancreas and levers. And, you know, constantly, um, because I was um, doing a little read-up, like I said, um, I was looking at the air obstruction that causes a lot of, um, you know, your cells don't get enough oxygen and then your sleep get disturbed and then you got very irritation, you know, all the way. And then if this goes for years and years and years, probably the person may go into some psychological issues as well because without sleep, I think you are going through some kind of stress mode as well.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, we see it all the time, right? Uh, you know, people who are chronically sleep deprived tend to develop, uh, you know, problems with their mental health, um, yeah. you know, and, uh, you know, often... Uh, when you see people who are completely stressed out or you know, have all sorts of issues um, you know, in their personal life and their relationships, you, know, you can actually sometimes uh, you know, boil it down back to the fact that they're just not sleeping very well.
0: Mm. You know, Doctor, I'm going to share some experience here. Um, a, a couple of years back, uh, I went for a photography trip with one of my brothers. Uh, apparently, we have to share a room and uh, he was snoring without a silencer. So it's actually way <laughs> much more louder than the F1 cars that we see. And I was like looking at him and he's like, wow. So, but is it something that uh, can be corrected, doctor? I know we have the topic, we have the slides, but I'm just, uh, just off and asking, is it I have to go through some surgical procedures to prevent that? Or is that something that you can do like a uh, remedies
1: yeah so it you know it's a, it's a, as you can imagine it's quite a complicated problem uh and you know people snore for various reasons and you know we talked about bits of the airway collapsing and and it can happen at various levels it can happen at the level of the nose the back of the nose it can happen at the level of the throat the back of the throat the palate and the tonsils and then it can happen further down you know the back of the tongue collapsing back uh and so Uh, There are various sort of levels of obstruction and and very often what we find is that in one individual, you know, there may be two to three levels of obstruction. Um, And obviously, you know, you you can do surgery for some of these patients and some patients, you know, surgery works very well. Uh, You know, you can address some of these levels of obstruction. But then there are other patients who, you know, surgery doesn't work so well and and Mm -hmm. we have to talk about other things essentially i think the message should be that uh, you know you shouldn't suffer in silence you know forget the you know forgive the pun but <laughs> you, you know if, if someone is snoring either yourself or your or your partner you know um, there are things that can be done they can be done
0: yeah you know doctor i know we we are spreading the topic i mean the same topic but snoring and apnea um for the like, cell example Like, i'm snoring right yeah. Uh, without the silencer, so loud, but I don't get obstructive on my airways and I have a sleepful, uh, peaceful sleep, but the yeah. partner is going through it. But how do we identify whether this person is going through a sleepless night? I mean, as, as me, as a snorer, um, does yeah. it affect my health as well or my partner's health as well?
1: Yeah, so, okay, so if we deal firstly with, with the person who's snoring, so, you know, if you're snoring, Uh, And, you know, you sleep perfectly well, you know, you have no issues with it, you know, you wake up feeling rested, you know, and you don't know what the whole issue is about. Um, It may be that you are just a simple snorer, you know, and there's absolutely nothing going wrong. You know, you have actually good oxygenation, you know, good flow of air, you know, it's noisy, but you're getting good flow of air and you're sleeping well. But uh, the thing to identify is whether you may have this related condition called sleep apnea. Uh, And just for the audience, apnea is the Latin word for cessation of breathing or stopping of breathing. And so, you know, you may snore, but then there may be periods where you actually stop breathing. And when that happens, oxygen levels drop. Uh, Now, that is obviously what is dangerous. And that may be causing some harm without you being aware.
0: Right, doctor. Um, okay, so, so um, I mean, we, we we talked about the sleep. So, um, one have to be identified or the spouse actually have to knock some senses to the the husband or the wife and say, hey, you are snoring. But, you know, there are a lot of couples who are going through this day and night uh, for years and years, decades and decades. But um, hopefully they will find a solution to that. But we are also going back into these uh, the common type of snorings. You know, some just snore for a few minutes and then they just go off. Is that considered... Something that to look into, or someone just like twenty-four for the past eight hours you sleep, you're just snoring. Is there also an no issue with that, or do we see there's a softer side? Is this is a larger side?
1: Yeah. So it's interesting. So uh, you know, the the truth is that snoring, um, whether it happens in bits or whether it's a continuous, uh, you cannot tell just from listening or watching someone snore whether it is serious or not. Uh, the only way you can identify whether snoring is is dangerous is really to do a sleep study. Uh, and, you know, we can talk about different types of sleep study, but, you know, I think a lot of people nowadays are wearing uh, various gadgets, you know, Fitbits, Garmin's, yeah. you know, various things, Apple watches. And I think those sort of things actually give you an idea about the quality of your sleep. So, um, I mean, to answer your question, you know can you tell whether you know if it's just episodes of snoring or
0: continuous sorry doc uh, we we just lost you the last uh, maybe 5 seconds a bit of it doc are you there Okay, so it looks like the uh, the connection uh, the connection went on and off, doc. Um, so probably the last ten seconds of what you have said has just uh, paused. So we are trying to see if uh, the connection coming back again. <laughs> uh, so we just give a while a bit. So right now at Copy Advance, we have Dr. Jeeva Kanagalingam, the ENT clinic from ENT clinic singapore uh we're talking about the topic on the sleep which is of course uh snoring and apnea as well um members are actually uh our audience as well especially if you uh have a particular question you can actually ask us we have already have uh, a few uh questions that's already been posted so we are sorting out some things so let me just see um if we can restore the connection yes uh Doug, um, we have some. Um, you are still okay. It's all right. Okay, so I was just sending a message to the doctor. Um, there seems to be a connection issue right now. Um, so yes, yes, left. So he's going to log in again. Um, we talked about a lot on the um, in the initial stages of the sleep. Uh, but okay, just give me a second. I'm just going to ask him to re log in again. Can anything to be done to ease the snoring? Yes, I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> we will let the doctor reply. Uh, we log login please. Uh, okay. Just gonna, let me just get him. If not today, I'll be talking about snoring. <laughs> Probably you all will be awake for the entire night. Uh, I mean, I love this topic about sleeping. Uh, looks like a lot of people uh, not having enough sleep, I got to guess. I, I got to say that because uh, we work very long hours. We go work almost about 8 to 16 hours. I know someone who works for 23 hours. Uh, There's going to be a lot of issue because if you're not having a a good proper sleep, uh, that affects your entire human system, right? There's so much of system that's working for you, working for us. But if we are not uh, taking care of it, and then that's going to have a lot of issues uh, pertaining to our health and especially mental health as well. You will feel burnout you'll feel exhausted, um, you feel like an angry bear, of course, without a beard. <laughs> um, I, I mean, there's a lot of other remedies as well, if you ask me, uh, in a non-medical uh, related, of course, you can listen to music, you can go for dance, you can even do certain things to calm you down. But I think if you have a certain issues that's pertaining to the ENT, which is here nose and throat system, because that's it's, it's it's not just a pathway or a passageway. I think there is a lot of other things that are working for us, and I was quite surprised to see um, when I was doing a little bit of um, a study on my own. Um, there is, you know, every time when we breathe in, you know, I I, I came to know that there is a negative suction pressure within us, uh, especially pulls our soft tissues in our mouth. And then the phrenic uh, inwards the muscle into in our know, phrenic response by pulling the soft tissue. So it's a very interesting to know, you know. Uh, I, I wonder how doctors constantly uh go through this and you know they they know exactly what to look for. Let's see if Dr. Jiva is back again. Let's see if the connection got back. Hi, Doctor. You back? Hi, okay. actually,
1: sorry about that. Uh, okay. Um,
0: i i was covering certain topics on sleep <laughs> but right. non health uh, related <laughs> thank you doctor thank you for coming back and saving me in the right time um <laughs> yeah, so yes no, we, we we are talking about uh the the topic on the snoring the common snoring and you are saying that you know the the that both sides are not the same
1: yeah so i i think uh, when i uh, left off what i was Trying to sort of say is that sometimes just the severity of snoring uh, can't predict whether you have sleep apnea or not. So I think that's uh, one of the issues. Uh, And what we tend to do when we see patients who have severe snoring or maybe be concerned is actually get Mm -hmm. a sleep study, Uh, and that is the the, really the gold standard in working out whether they have serious snoring or whether it's just you know simple snoring.
0: Right, doctor. Um, so now a million dollar question, doctor, uh, yeah. I snore, I got to be truthful. Okay. Do you snore?
1: Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I've, okay. I've had no complaints.
0: <laughs> no complaints. Okay. The, okay. No, uh, no news is a good news. No complaints is a good news. Um, okay. you know, doctor, we, we heard this, right? Uh, oh, when you're tired, you snore. You know, these are very layman terms, you know, they, they do these old tales, wives, uh, remedies. Oh, you snore because you are tired, you're exhausted, mm-hmm. you know, put a pillow higher, you know, put a pillow lower. Does these remedies really work?
1: Um, actually, it's interesting. It's not so much uh, positioning your head higher or lower, but sometimes lying on your side. You know, if you, if you snore and you snore particularly when you're on your back, you may find that lying on your side, uh you know reduces the snoring significantly, and actually quite a number of people actually have snoring, which is only present when they lie on their back
0: uh-huh. okay
1: and 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 that's partly because the tongue drops back or the palate drops back, and th- mm-hmm. that's thats why the problem is there
0: yeah um doctor, we have a question, probably we might want to take it now, doctor yeah. So uh, this viewer has asked us, hi Deepam, thank you for supporting Copy Events and the questions. What's the difference between deep breathing and snoring?
1: Yeah, so it, it's interesting, isn't it? Because uh, some people report this where they just um, uh, breathe deeply at night. So there's, there's no fluttering, there's no vibration in the sound of their snoring. And often deep breathing is, is not an issue. You know, you can hear people breathe but there's good airflow, whereas snoring, you, you have that turbulent uh, airflow where you know you get sounds of turbulence,
0: right? Doctor, um, thank you, Deepam, so for that uh, question. So, we will go into even more deeper into that. Um, Doctor, again, we we're still coming back to the snoring, um, before we even jump into the few other topics. So, if someone snores and the spouses is, of course. You know, she's losing a sleep or he's losing a sleep. And uh, can someone just leave and say, you know what, it's okay. I'm just going to leave with it. Um, does it affect that particular person in the future as he gets older or wiser? Will it affect the, the system?
1: Uh, if it's just snoring and there is no uh, sleep apnea, you, you know, so they're just simple snoring, then it's not likely to affect them in a bad way as long as the quality of sleep is good so some people may snore they may not have sleep apnea but their quality of sleep is bad uh, and these are sometimes called sleepy snorers so they snore and when you wake up in the morning they just don't feel that they've slept that well mm-hmm. uh, and those patients are having some element of sleep deprivation so their quality of sleep is bad so those people okay. yes uh, you know it may have long-term implications
0: Right. And uh, we also know that, you know, if you have, uh, if you do not have the gold standard, they say gold standard. I mean, of course, some people are sleeping 10 hours or 11 hours. But if you don't have a minimum eight hours, and if you're snorting, and if you have uh, obstructive airwaves, uh, as we talk about the soft tissue just collapse a little bit. Um, is, is it could be because of aging? Is like what you mentioned, Dr. Is it could be the aging also so be a part of it? Or is this something that I earlier from my parents, Is there could be a link as well as we're trying to go deeper into the topic?
1: Yeah, so there are a few interesting points, actually, Vance, you bring up. One is that snoring tends to run in families. Um, So if you find that the things that you've inherited from your parents is the the shape of your face, your mouth, you know, the neck, um, and all those things are inherited in some ways. And so there are some people who... And, and I'm sure your viewers will notice this, that the whole family snores, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and very often when, you, when I see patients in clinic who snore, uh, they'll say that their father snored, you know, and, or their brothers snore and everyone snores. And so some of that's due to what you've inherited, the, the, you know, the, the shape of your, of your face. And so th- there is some element of snoring being inherited. Um, so that, that is true.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, and your you second, know, Doc, um, point was, sorry, you were saying something doctor square.
1: No, no. Uh, the one was the inherited element of it, and and the second thing you mentioned was uh, with age, and so obviously <laughs> as, as you grow older, uh, people tend to put on weight, and uh, the tissues of the pharynx tend to lose their strength and turgidity. so they basically mm-hmm. tend to be a bit more floppy. And and mm-hmm. and one of the things worth mentioning to your viewers is that um, oestrogen which women produce actually increases the the tone of respiratory muscles so one of the reasons why women don't snore as much as men is because oestrogen protects them until obviously they hit menopause and then once they hit menopause you know they're snoring as badly as as men
0: no, I was, I was looking at the anatomy, doctor. The pharynx is something like a, like a, like a two. What, what do you call that? Something like a, like a C shape, right? And then it, it the oxygen. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So there are a few things that I think what you're talking about is uh, uh, something called the epiglottis uh, and the tongues. And so it's like a lid okay. over the airway, uh, and some people uh, that lid is pushed back a bit, and, yeah. and so it tends to cause more obstruction
0: that yeah thank you doctor. i mean so much of uh things inside that we don't even understand but you know many years back doctor i can't remember um mm-hmm. because i was actually um snoring quite badly so my parents said you know what you are snoring like a, a big elephant in the house Nobody is able to sleep and then also concerned about that and i believed i was probably the age of 15 um they brought to see uh, ent and then um yeah. he put some kind of a uh, medication into the nose with, with with cotton wool if i'm i mean it's with uh, a something and then he pulled out and then he put in something and you know he's showing my parents i clearly remember uh the tissue inside is swelled and it's because of he was telling some diagnosis to my parents and i got to go into a, uh, my nasal sprays and you know i have to monitor all that for a period of time and, and is this swelling is it quite common as well because is it sinus uh, or rhinitis mm. uh, are we are we looking at that spectrum as well mm. also doctor
1: so, so there are a few uh, things that can swell, uh, particularly in children. Um, so in, in the front of the nose uh, vans, you have something called the turbinates. And, and, and these can swell and cause nasal obstruction. In fact, you can actually see people's turbinates. If, if you push up their nose, you can sometimes see a red swelling. And, and some people will come and see me and say, you know, look, I've got this swelling in my nose that's causing an obstruction. And those are called turbinates. And turbinates can be very swollen. They can block the nose and affect your breathing. And then further back, so if you go further back into the nose, so this is what your your COVID PCR swab sort of tickles at the back of the nose. (laughs) That that is the adenoids. So the adenoids right in the back of the nose, that can cause nasal obstruction and snoring. And then finally, in the back of the throat, uh, there are tonsils. And the, if the yep. tonsils are enlarged. So I think you probably would have been a child. How, how old were you, Vance, when you saw the...
0: Probably, Doc. I mean, uh, I can't remember accurately. Probably, I think I was probably below 40.
1: Yeah. So, it, you know, you're essentially a child. And so the most likely causes would have been uh, large turbinates, large tonsils, or large adenoids. And, you know, large turbinates will respond to a spray. So, yeah. so the, it may be that the ENT gave you a spray, and uh, you know, you you've grown up to be a big, healthy young man. <laughs> it,
0: it, you know, doctor, is it the weather plays a part? The temperatures, you know, it can also lead to a little bit of asthma. I mean, I know uh, specialists, consultant like you, you know, work in a very tight place, right? I mean, you see through all mm-hmm. these ear, yeah, nose, throat. I mean, how do you actually? Um, uh, find the pathway or, you know, that's an issue. How do you actually go into that in terms of diagnosis? Uh,
1: So obviously, um, you know, you you alluded to this. Uh, We have something called a nasendoscope, which uh, is a little scope. Uh, And I I think some of your viewers, if if they've seen an ENT, it's probably one of the most common procedures we do, which is a little uh, almost like some people call it a wire, but it's a little fiber optic scope that goes into the nose. And so, you know, obviously with experience, you know how to navigate through the nose, through the back of the throat, and down towards the voice box.
0: Uh, doctor, a, uh, just to stop you here for a while, without the GPS? Yeah. So without you navigate the GPS. without the GPS? <laughs> sorry. Yes, without the GPS. <laughs> On a softer side.
1: It's, oh, yeah. it's, sorry, you caught me there. It's it's training. <laughs> okay. and right. uh, you know,
0: obviously, Years of experience.
1: Yeah, and and some people are better at navigating than others. So some people may cause you a bit more pain than others when they do this. <laughs> but, um, you know, so it gives you an idea of what's causing the obstruction.
0: Thank you, doctor. Um, we're also going to go into the next question, which of course we already see, we've we seen here, um, is snoring dangerous? Um, and and there's certain degree levels of, you know, a person has been like, you know, um, just now we were talking about, you know, the the person stops breathing. Uh, even Mm. for a few seconds that could be very fatal as well on on a serious note uh, when we talk about this
1: so actually so that's interesting so what happens is uh, and this is what we call sleep apnea so I I think I mentioned earlier apnea is where you stop breathing for about 10 seconds Uh, and so there are some people who snore and when they snore they they stop breathing because the whole airway collapses completely and for about 10 seconds, there's absolutely no flow of air. Uh, and when that happens, your oxygen levels in the blood drop and your heart then thinks there's not enough oxygen. So your heart starts racing to pump more blood to the brain. Yeah. Um, and if this continues, the oxygen levels drop further, the heart rate goes up further. And then at some point, you actually have what is called an arousal. So your, your body wakes you up and you start snoring again. And, and, you know, I, I, some of your viewers may notice them, this in, in their bed partners where, you know, they hear them snore, they go, and then suddenly they go, you know, and they, they stop breathing. And sometimes the bed partner just is terrified because they think, is this person going to start breathing again? But invariably yeah. they start breathing again so um, this this concept of stopping breathing and and then not waking up or dying in your sleep doesn't actually quite happen that way uh, so they, you, they always start breathing again but the idea is that's not very good for the heart mm. uh, wow. and, and and so you know if this continues longer term uh, you know and we'll talk about this increases your blood pressure so you get high blood pressure Wow. Um, you can actually uh, develop abnormal heart rhythms, something called atrial fibrillation. You can actually develop heart failure if it's very bad, and um, you can actually have a heart attack. So, so you know the, the effect of sleep apnea on the heart is is quite uh, significant.
0: Thank you, doctor. So it is dangerous huh, to snore, right? For we was watching there. If you have been snoring. You know what to do, you know. It's not something that you should take it lightly and say that, you know what, I'm exhausted. You should get it diagnosed. You should be get checked, checked it out as well, like what Dr. Jiva said. Um, thank you, doctor. So we we are going to go into this uh, next one. Of course, we talked about apnea as well. Um, so is, is it something a little different from asthma? I mean, of course, swellings and the bronchial tubes, you know, that involves. Um, but does ENT only work from shoulders and above? Do you also go below?
1: Uh, Not really. (laughs) It's a year, no central. So so we we stop at the chest. But having said that, we do share a lot of patients with our chest physicians and a lot of patients with asthma will also have rhinitis. In fact, the figure is quite high. You know, 80% of patients with asthma uh, tend to have rhinitis uh, and about 40% of patients with rhinitis will go on and develop asthma. So it's linked, but asthma is quite separate from sleep apnea because uh, okay. asthma is collapsing of the lower airways where sleep okay. apnea is collapsing of the upper airways. Yeah.
0: So a uh, hypothetical question for you, doctor. I'm sure any question is easy for you, but this question coming directly from me. So this person has an uh, acute asthma and he has sinus and he's also snoring. So which means that it has to be uh, identified by two specialists am i am i right to say that or
1: yes yeah yeah that's probably right and but often you find that one of those three predominate so like I you see. know it may be that the main issue is uh, sinus issues sinusitis and if you treat the sinusitis well the asthma gets well and this then the sleep apnea gets better
0: wow it's a flow right it's a constant flow yeah. that you know one has been affected Like we talked about a sleep. If you don't have a proper sleep, you're going to have a lot of other medical issues. So you got to solve the snoring part. So that's exactly a a view has asked us. Thank you, Audrey Chan, for that particular question, um, which I I think I just asked earlier as well. Is sinus anything to do with snoring? So she's just trying to relate with that. Um, that, Does that happen that way, Doc?
1: Yeah, so so it's interesting. I think when most people talk about uh, sinus, what they mean is that uh, a blocked nose so, uh, obviously, for for doctors, the word sinus is actually part of the anatomy. But when most people say, I've got sinus, I think what they mean is a blocked nose or they wake up sneezing and running. Now, uh, people with blocked noses tend to snore. So they tend to snore because you tend to have to mouth, mouth breathe. So if you restore uh, the nasal passages so that uh, people are not blocked, they tend to snore less. But the important thing to say to Audrey is that um, sinuses and snoring may be very separate from sleep apnea. So so you may have sinus and you may have snoring, but you may not have sleep apnea, or you may have sinus and snoring and sleep apnea as well. So uh, certainly, if you've got a sinus issue, meaning a blocked nose or nasal blockage, nasal congestion, treating that should help the snoring.
0: So doctor, to uh, identify or to diagnose uh, sleep apnea, it has to be done a study, right? Um, yes. Yeah. The patient or someone have to come and sleep for eight hours and then monitor. Uh,
1: actually, we actually only need four hours. Okay. Uh, for a wow. valid sleep study. But obviously, okay. the more data we have, the better it is.
0: Right. Um, yeah. Is it one of the common you know, uh, issues in Singapore, doc? Is it a common issue?
1: Uh, sleep, snoring yes. And... It is. Yeah, snoring and sleep. And, and it's becoming increasingly recognized. So, um, and, and I'll give you an example. So, a lot of patients will find that they get high blood pressure at a very early age. And, and often, mm-hmm. um, you know, for no apparent reason, they've got high blood pressure. And increasingly, what we've been doing, we've, we've been looking at these patients and doing sleep studies. And then we discover that they actually have significant sleep apnea. And so it is important actually to treat uh, these patients and treat their sleep apnea uh, in conjunction with treating their high blood pressure. And in some of them, if you actually get them very early on, if you treat their sleep apnea, you may find that they then don't need medication for high blood pressure.
0: Right. Um, doctor, I mean, of course, we, we talked about these two aspects: uh, snoring and sleep apnea. We, we probably, I understand. I'm sure we was understand as well with the with the questions that's coming up right now. Uh, keep your questions coming up. Uh, we will definitely will. Wow, well, somebody has asked something. I'm going to bring that as well. But doctor, I mean, um, so when we talk about someone who's snoring and someone has a sleep apnea, um, is it a surgical have to be done or? Is it with medication or steroids can be monitored before it can be reduced? Uh, Because some of them will be just worried about this procedure and some might just want to prolong it and say, you know what, I'm fine. Um, What are the the challenges that we see here right now?
1: So actually, if you think in terms of sleep apnea, actually, one of the things which is kind of underestimated as a very effective way of managing it is actually weight loss. Uh, uh, and so okay. a lot of patients with sleep apnea actually are overweight. And if you get them to lose weight, particularly around the, the neck and face, you'll find that you can reduce their sleep apnea quite a lot. And then the other three methods of treating sleep apnea are very simply uh, surgery for some patients, but not all. Um, the second is the use of um, cpap which is a which is a specific machine they use at night it's a breathing machine they use at night it doesn't put oxygen into you but it just puts air at a slightly higher pressure and it helps you breathe and that's very effective and then finally there's some people who actually all they need is just a an oral device or a mouth guard and they wear that and and they they you know they do very well and they stop snoring and reduces their sleep apnea so those are the essential Three methods of treating, but really the most important thing in a lot of patients is just weight loss. Yeah,
0: so weight gain is also one of the issues that uh, someone is actually snoring as well.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, with so, a, I mean, you have a lot of people with obesity. Yeah,
0: right. Thank you, Dr. Now, I'm going to take another question here. Uh, one of the viewers asked, Is it okay if the windows are fully closed? And the aircon on while we sleep. So she's probably thinking about the dust that's coming in. Uh you yeah. gotta watch your aircon as well. Change your filters, make sure there's no <laughs> dusty corners in your house, uh Udeya. But Doctor, what is it's your so is it okay? Yeah.
1: So so one of the things about air conditioning is it uh uh re- it dehumidifies the air, so so it dries the air that we sleep in. And that's probably not good for our nasal passengers and airway. Um, you know, but if, if you look at the last few weeks, the weather's just been so hot. I think it's, it's very impossible, impossible to, yeah. to, to sleep without some air conditioning. But I tend to get people to use air conditioning uh, for short periods of the night to try and set it in a way where it turns off you know, early hours of the morning and maybe then have the fan on uh, because I think that ensures that you don't spend too many hours in in dry, air-conditioned uh, rooms. Yeah.
0: So, Doctor, uh, I mean, we, we talked about these two aspects, uh, snoring and uh, sleep apnea, was very in-depth that we covered. Um, so now the next question, Doctor, is, um, let's say, like a gentleman like me, a gentleman, like a man like me, um, what will be the best uh, do I have to see an ENT on a yearly basis or three months once, just to make sure, you know, sometimes we only come and see a doctor when there's a problem. When there's no problem, yeah. we stay away from yeah. them by having an apple. I mean, that's why they say, have an apple <laughs> to keep the doctor away. But what is the recommendation for uh, annual checkup for and it, with an ENT?
1: So um, that, that's interesting. So if we are just talking strictly about uh, snoring and sleep apnea. Are we talking about general ENT? General
0: in a general in a year. Uh,
1: look, you know, th- there are a few things that um, probably uh, are related to what your lifestyle is like, right? So basically, if if you are a heavy smoker, uh, you know, and you probably drink more than you should, then you should probably have, you know, on on an annual basis a, a routine ENT. Uh, assessment and you know this doesn't have to be done by an ENT specialist you know it can be just done by your family physician your GP but you know to have a check of uh, you know the mouth the oral cavity the nose you know just making sure that you know that that smoking or the alcohol is not causing any damage Um, in as you grow older you may want to think about having a, a hearing test right so you know having hearing tests uh, probably just to establish a baseline. Um and then, you know, deciding from there how often you should have it, have a hearing test done, you know, checking your ears for wax. Uh, and and that's something that you know most GPs can do very effectively. Um, so you know, I think um it really depends on your risk profile. If if you're not a smoker, you're not a drinker, you're a healthy person, then you probably may not need to see a doctor to have your ENT assessment on an annual basis, but I think if you're a smoker or other thing that's worth mentioning is if you have a family history of, you know, head and neck cancers, you know, nose cancer or thyroid cancer, then perhaps, you know, you should have a, an annual review uh, with a doctor or an ENT specialist.
0: Right. So um, i I'm, mean, I'm sure we also know that, you know, it's very important that, you know, a medical checkup is very important, you know, to make sure that, your HbA1c, you know, for your blood glucose level and your blood pressure. I think these are all very important. Uh, but, you know, also on a softer side, you know, if you have a spouse that's always, you know, shouting near your ear, you probably will, might have tinnitus. Uh, mm-hmm. But, you know, but but that can be solved within a good uh, solution by talking to each other. Right, doctor?
1: <laughs> yes. It's always good to talk so-
0: yeah, uh, I mean, before we end this show, Doc, I mean, that's one topic because I know uh, one of the viewers actually asked us, but I said we are only talking mm. about snoring and sleep apnea, but also talking about ringing in the ears because a uh, mm. certain age between the 35 to 45, some say that it can be induced by stress, it can, can be by inherited. Um, what is your take on this in terms of tinnitus? If they keep hearing something like a ringing stone, you know, mm. that is non-stopping.
1: Okay. Yeah. So this is very good advice. So it's a very common condition, tinnitus, uh, and it's very difficult to treat. But there are a few things that um, you should make you see a specialist. One, um, if it's sudden onset tinnitus in one year, that means not not both years, but you suddenly hear it in one year, uh, and it's associated with hearing loss, then it's important to, to see a doctor soon and have an assessment of your ears, and have a hearing test. Um, the So tinnitus that is one-sided is always worrying. But if it's tinnitus that you hear somewhere in your head, you know, it's gradual in onset, then that's less worrying. Then the other thing is tinnitus that is what we call pulsatile. So it sounds like your pulse. Okay, so, you know, it's either crickets going ee, ee, ee or shh, 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 those sort of kind of tinnitus you should see a doctor about. So, the, the, the two t- so you know, tinnitus is a mixed bag. There are all sorts of tinnitus. And uh, it's about 9% of us have tinnitus uh, in our life for some period of time. And yeah. I've had tinnitus. I don't know whether you've had tinnitus, Vans For just brief periods, you hear it for a few minutes no, or a few seconds. No, and I, it goes I definitely away. have
0: it. I, I definitely have it. I remember when I was in sec four, uh, I think I was caught yeah. smoking by my... Father, he gave me a slap and he lasted me for <laughs> probably two weeks. You know the thing. So I'm was like, Was it in one oh year? Lord, was it in one this? Year? <laughs> sorry dog.
1: No? Was it in one year, Vince? Was uh, it one year? Both,
0: entire body? <laughs> both, both.
1: He's, he slapped you on both sides.
0: Uh probably one side, but I felt it on the other side <laughs> as well. <laughs> So, yeah, uh, so thanks, Doctor. I mean, um, um, because it could be also due to stress, because b- due to stress, there are so many sicknesses that comes along the way. Um, is mm. it also related to that? Is tinnitus related to stress?
1: Yeah, it probably is. And it can be related to lack of sleep. So, we tend to see it in people who are stressed and lack of sleep. Um, there's a feeling that Tinnitus is due to abnormal lectri- electrical activity in the brain, somewhere in the brain. And obviously, if you're sleep deprived, if you're stressed, uh, you know that electrical activity is perpetuated. Uh, and it's it's very difficult to address. And often, when I see patients with tinnitus, I find that it, there are multiple causes. You know, uh, it may be stress, lack of sleep. Um, you know, there may be even a bit of wax in the ear. You know, there are various causes.
0: But you're right,
1: stress is probably a common cause.
0: Okay. If it happens without warning, then I think you should check with the doctors, with Mm, Dr. Jiba as an ENT specialist. But if someone like a parent or your spouse, I think you should take it on your own. (laughs) Please don't come and see us. Uh, That is perfectly fine. Uh, Thank you, doctor. I mean, you know, the the topic on um, the snoring and sleep apnea has given us so much of uh, information on that, how serious it can be. Uh, even though some take it as on a lighter side, they say, "You know what? I'm just snoring, I'm tired, put a pillow. there's so many remedies, but you have actually explained it so clearly and with so much of uh, information pertaining to this, and I think uh, you also covered on teenagers as well. Thank you so much, doctor.
1: Thank you. Uh,
0: any final wise words that you want to tell our viewers um, before we yeah, so, uh, call it
1: It's a bit corny, but basically don't don't suffer in silence if you snore. Or if someone in, in your house snores, you know, uh, you should bring it to the attention of a doctor or an ENT specialist or, or a sleep medicine specialist and have it investigated. Because there, there's a lot that can be done. And even, you know, if it's just simple snoring or if it's sleep apnea, uh, it, it can be, you know, pardon the pun, a silent killer. So snoring can be a silent killer if you don't address
0: it. Thank you so much, Doctor. Um, it is indeed a fantastic uh, period of time with you, Doc. Uh, I think over the past uh, two days when I visited your clinic, um, show me some of your models uh, on, the, on the system of the ear, ear, throat, and nose. I think it was amazing. Uh, thank you for your time with us at Cope Vance for the past one hour and talking about the topic on the snoring and sleep apnea. Thank you so much, Doctor.
1: Pleasure. Pleasure, Vance. Thanks for having me on.
0: Thank you so much.
1: See
0: ya. Bye. Bye. All right, viewers, uh, That was um, quite a, so there's, today's a lot of jokes came in uh, for me. But it was, was an amazing session by Dr. Jeeva Kanagalingam uh, from the ENT clinic. I think uh, EF actually talked to us a lot of uh, information pertaining to that. I can see a lot of messages that just coming in as well. Uh, thank you once again, Dr. Jiva Kanagalingam, Consultant ENT, Head and Neck Surgeon from the ENT Clinic. Thank you so much on this pertaining on this topic. weavers, uh, if you have more questions, um, you can actually uh, ask. Uh, I mean, you can just type in the comment, and I probably will. You know, uh, if Dr. Jiva's time allowed it, if allowed, then we we can definitely answer it. Um, thank you for your time, and uh, I think it's time for me to say adios, amigos. Uh, if you do have any topic that you want us to talk about uh, pertaining to health, I think um, I'll be very more more than happy to bring this topic in, and especially uh, this topic on ENT we have never covered over the past two and a uh, six months, two years six months, and I think it's very important as well because, like what Dr. Jiva has said, if you are sleep deprived, um, it can lead to a lot of other issues as well. Uh, even when you talked about the sleep apnea, you know, when you stop breathing for 10 seconds because of this obstruction that is in your hairways. That actually causes a lot of pressure to the heart. It gives you pressures a lot to your lungs. And so many things can happen. So many things can go wrong in different levels in our human body. But sometimes we only react when things go wrong. So I think that is where uh, prevention is better than cure. And uh lovely uh, presentation by Dr. Jeeva Karangliam, my greatest uh, thanks to him with uh, lots of uh, information that he has spent over the past one hour with us. So thank you, Dr. Jeeva. And I'll be catching you again next week, uh, Wednesday, 9pm on a different topic. But this topic is going to be really sexy. First time ever in social media we are going to talk about this. Again, brand new topic coming your way at Kopi Events. It's time for me to say sayonana and As usual, I'm going to have my coffee at the back end. So I'll catch you soon. Catch ya.